listening to iOS Dev Break, 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break, episode 19, WWDC 2018 pregame. Yes, it's that time of the year, and uh, WWDC announcements have gone out. Uh, people have got their tickets already, and uh, so yeah, it's a super exciting time for everyone. Um, and then for some of us who uh, won't be attending, uh, it still can be an exciting time. Uh, that's right, I'm not going to be attending. Uh, I actually have not attended WWDC since about 2011, I think is when I went um, but that's okay because uh, the, uh, the videos that they have prepared come out very soon, very rapid fire fashion now. Um, and also I've been able to attend things like AltConf in lieu of going to WWDC. And uh, those are kind of events where you could go the whole week or you can just perhaps pick a day, uh, whatever makes sense for your schedule, especially if you don't have to travel. WWDC is a great event, and those who are going, I hope you have a great time. You're going to love it. It's an excellent show. It's kind of like a gathering of the tribes of the iOS and macOS development community. And again, there are other conferences that will be happening at the same time, like Nextdoor, uh, AltConf, Layers. So those are exciting conferences, too, and I'm sure you'll enjoy those if you can get to them. Uh, one thing I want to excuse is the fact that I think I have a lot of background noise right now, um, mostly because I have a huge RAID uh, drive system that is uh, going in the backgrounds and, and has a huge fan, and it's just awful. But So that may come through on the sound today, so I'll just uh, apologize for that in advance. Um, the other thing that uh, I was going to not talk about is the WWDC artwork. The artwork that is on the WWDC page, if you go to Apple's uh, website for the event, um, so much has already been said about it, uh, analyzing it. and uh, So I, it's a very cool image. It's, an, it's a great animation and it makes you kind of excited for the event. And so, uh, so that's all, all good. But uh, it, it also has this kind of mix of iOS and macOS control, so it could su suggest the, the marzipan thing that uh, people have been talking about. But like I said, that subject has been discussed quite a bit elsewhere, so that's, I think that's all I'm going to say about that right now. Uh, for those who are not going to attend, which is pretty much most of us, um, I, there are some things that we can think about beforehand. Uh, even though we're not going, there are things we can do to prepare. Uh, for instance, we can block out time to listen to the keynote and the platform State of the Union, and Apple will release the video soon after. I'm, I can't remember if they do the platform State of the Union uh, live or not. If they don't, it'll just be out probably the next day, and yeah, you can catch up on that. That's an excellent talk to watch because it really targets the developers. The keynote very often is more geared towards marketing or geared towards reporters, um, not necessarily the developers, even though it does give us a an, sort of an overview of what's coming, but the platform State of the Union is, gives an even better 
uh, overview for those of us who are developers. It gives a, a little more details and so forth. So as I mentioned, uh, the videos that they produce, those are usually up within a day. Another helpful aspect of the, uh, the uh, DubDub website is the transcription that they provide. This is something that I just recently stumbled on. I, I wasn't aware that they did it. Uh, but they do provide a, a transcript of the videos on the website. It is a separate section, sort of a little tab underneath the video when you select a video to watch. And so I'm not really sure when the transcription goes live, but it, it's something to keep in mind in the future if you have to search those. Uh, it, searching may be a little tricky on it. I'm not sure if you can actually search those externally or if there's a, a search function on the WWDC website to be able to search those. Um, but once you're on it, you could, you could certainly search through it uh, in using your browser's search functionality. Um, another helpful aspect of the website uh, is a, sort of a trick that I just picked up recently also. And uh, this is because they uh, upload the PDFs from the presentations that they do. So they upload a, a PDF of the slides and it gives a quick overview of the talk. So you can just kind of scroll through the PDF slides. And then what's great about that is that you can roughly approximate where the subtopics are within a talk. So you may not be interested in every aspect of a particular framework, um, but maybe there's a subtopic that you want to skip to. So that way you can look at the slides and see, oh, okay, it's about two thirds of the way through. You can save yourself the time of watching the whole video and go right to the spot where you want to uh, get information from. And so you can, you can ballpark it. So I hope, that, I hope that description made sense that you can use the PDF to just kind of guess at where the, uh, where the location is in the video. We also have a little bit of follow-up uh, this is from the last episode, and this is with regard to the topic of template apps and that Apple is requiring owners of the app to distribute the app. For instance, if you have clients that you are building apps using templates for, uh, that your client needs to have an account on the Apple developer website and also an account in iTunes Connect so that they can distribute the app themselves. Um, that's, that's sort of a formality. Um, so let's say you have a client that you're working with that doesn't have an account. You'll need to help them get one, um, get an account set up for both the developer site and also for iTunes Connect. Now, the good news is that this can be an, a value-added service that you can provide as a consultant as you're working with your clients. And presumably, you've been down this path at least once with your own account. So uh, hopefully, you'll remember how to do that you can, and you can get your clients set up. You can help them to do that. Uh, you can also help them with all of the, the vagaries of iTunes Connect and all the, the sort of strangeness around that sometimes that comes up. Uh, there is some sort of legal things that they will have to do on their own. Um, so you can just advise them about that and then they can do it uh, themselves, especially as they're setting up the agent, the legal agent within uh, the Apple developer account. Um, the one thing that you'll want to make sure is that they add you as an admin on both accounts so that you can uh, actually perform duties on their behalf, uh, things having to do with certificates and um, posting the app to the, the app store, um, test flight, 
getting test flights set up, configured, and managing all of that because odds are pretty good your client doesn't know how to, nor do they want to know how to do all of that. So it's best if you can do it for them, and then that's something that, again, those are services that you can provide for them to help them out and let them know that, that you'll take care of it. Also, uh, one thing you can do too is, is help them with the walkthrough of getting their own team members set up as well. They may want to do that in case they have marketing personnel, sales, uh, other developers, testers, QA, whatever. Uh, you'll, you, you can help them get set up on things like Test Flight, iTunes Connect. Uh, and they'll, they'll actually be very happy to have that help because that can be a little intimidating getting in there. And then once they're in there, then they can see all of the great stuff that iTunes Connect provides, like the analytics, uh, marketing-related data, um, and, and all of that kind of stuff that they'll, they'll really appreciate having. So the more that you can help them to get acclimated to it, the better it will be for you and for them. And then you can administer and upload the builds. You can handle all the, the, the developer-y stuff, and then they can handle the management of the app account and uh, creating the app descriptions and all of that kind of thing that you probably don't want to be doing anyway. But uh, it, again, it, this should all be done using their account, not yours. We're also talking about in the this being in the context of uh, template-based apps and helping clients if you're using templates to help them build their apps. They, they're the ones who need to distribute it. Your mileage may vary with regard to custom or apps built from the ground up for clients. You may be able to, to distribute those on your own, but honestly, I think that's a really bad idea. Uh, you'll want to get a different account for them and to distribute the apps uh, so that that's, that's something that they will have the responsibility to do. Otherwise, it could be really sticky business later. Um, I, I should mention that I've had to do this with just about every client that I've worked with, and uh, we know this is something that, that we as developers lament because the whole process is not super intuitive. It's getting better. It's much better now than it was, say, five years ago. But it's still pretty painful, and it's something that we do rarely enough that uh, it, it's kind of like you have to relearn the process and also learn the new ways that Apple might be doing something because they often change things subtly between uh, between releases of the uh, the websites of the developer portal and iTunes Connect. So we can imagine that if it's a challenge for us to keep up as developers, we're pretty smart, we know how to do this kind of thing, that it is going to be a super difficult process, a, a major challenge for the average uh, business user. And they just, they probably won't want to touch it. Um, it's it's pretty much a, a black box for them and they'll definitely appreciate all the help that you can give in walking them through it. Once the apps are created, then you're basically good to go. And you can just keep uploading the builds to their, uh, through test flight probably, and, and then um, then into the App Store as they get released. And, and honestly, that all improves your process, it improves their release process, and it makes it so that they can have uh, a, better, a better feeling about the service that you're providing. And speaking of services, this all, as I mentioned before, becomes a, an opportunity for new services that you can provide and also charge for, and you should. You should charge for this service. Um, you become the expert at this and uh, once you once you do that then you can let them know that it's going to be a breeze for for them with your help and so 
Uh, you can let them know that they need your help and you'll just make it super easy for them. And uh, whatever, uh, whatever rate that you charge to, to perform this, they'll be, they'll be glad to pay for it and it'll spare them the, the pain of having to deal with uh, iTunes Connect and the developer portal. So hopefully that clears things up a little bit. Uh, I, I got a question from someone who sounded like it was not clear as to what I was talking about. So hopefully that, that uh, makes it a little bit uh, easier to understand. And uh, maybe it'll be an opportunity for you to get more consulting uh, service uh, revenue. So uh, hopefully that will, will uh, be a good thing for you too. And at that, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Thank you again for all the awesome feedback, comments, questions. Keep it coming, and uh, I will keep producing and releasing the new content, the new podcasts, uh, episodes as I'm able to do them. And uh, I can't guarantee that it's going to be every week, but I'll do my best. And uh, some weeks are easier than others. And, uh, and again, maybe I'll have to do another commute episode but uh, it sure is fun to, to chat with you, and I hope you're enjoying it. So, um, yeah, feel free to leave a review on iTunes for the, for the podcast. And uh, even better, give me feedback on, on Twitter. I'll appreciate that. And uh, then if you want to, you can even support the podcast by going to our Patreon page on patreon.com forward slash iOS dev break. And... Uh, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, it is we've we've gone to just one uh, support level on Patreon. It's just a dollar. So, if, so if you have a dollar you'd like to give us uh, each month, uh, we'd appreciate it. It'll really help out with some of our hosting expenses and so forth. So uh, that's it for this week. Thank you so much, and I will catch you on the flip side on iOS Dev Break. Thank you for listening to iOS Dev Break with your host, Evan K. Stone. If you would like to learn more information about the podcast or read the show notes, or if you would like to hear more episodes, go to iosdevbreak.com. You can also find various other ways of supporting the show there, so we encourage you to check it out. You can also follow and tweet feedback and questions to the show on Twitter at iosdevbreak, and please spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. If you would also like to support the show in a monetary way, please go to patreon.com forward slash iOS And there you can find out how to help us out just for a dollar a month. If you are interested in sponsoring a future episode, please send an email to sponsor at iOS And if you would like to advertise a job posting on iOS dev please send an inquiry email to podcast at iOS We'd like to see those come in and uh, perhaps help some other developers get uh, get employment. And uh, if you want to help them out, then you can advertise on the show. Thank you again for listening to iOS Dev Break. And until next week, we will catch you on the flip side. iOS Dev Break is a production of Interactive Logic. 